Trady Nut, episode 94. Because you need to be a rock. You know, if, if you find that your wins are causing a different reaction than your losses, you can take a step back and ask why. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Tyler Malone on the show, aka Ty, the FX guy. Now, he's a Canadian trader, trades Forex, has a unique style. He tries to invalidate moves to get his entry. Now, you're going to see that in a video that we shot after the podcast. If you head over there to tradingnut.com, check out the YouTube channel. You'll find uh, the video there with Ty that we shot after the show where you'll learn quite a bit. He's got a high win rate. So this is a high win rate strategy, guys. You're going to get to see a little bit of proof about that as well uh, over there on the YouTube channel. So um, everything's in his show notes. Check it out after listening to this before we get into the show. Okay. In fact, do it after we get to the show. <laughs> Listen to the show first. What am I saying? Listen to the show first, and then go and check this stuff out. Now, there are a few other things that whilst you're there to check out, and I've started to consolidate a lot of what I'm doing here on Trading Night. So there are a number of live streams. Now that I've got a proper office here at home, now that I'm doing this full-time, I've got a lot of live streams going on, and the, there's three that you've got to check out, right? So if the first one is... The Trading View Replay Challenge. Now, this is where past guests of the show come on, go into Trading View, backtester mode, and basically do five trades, seeing how much R they can make over that five trade period. Now, we're not going to get every trader doing it, but we're going to get a few of them. We've got 10 of them down there already. I've got another guy, well, actually, JD Dowdy, coming up this week. I've got Tyler, who you're going to hear today, coming up, I think, the following week. And then a few more coming. Look, I mean, literally, these guys are keen to do it, okay? Some of them are keen to do it. Some of them, just it's just not their thing, okay? So uh, that's number one. So that is great in itself. You're going to see exactly how these guys analyze a market and sort of proves whether or not they know what they're doing to a certain degree, although it's not live trading, right? So it's never going to be the same. Uh, there are quite a few restrictions, in fact. Uh, so that's there's that, the Trading View Replay Challenge. There's also Trader versus Trader. Now, we've just finished the first competition uh, we've got Jacob from Sweden, did a fantastic job. In fact, he blew everyone away with the scores he got. In the semi-final, 20, over 20R. 20 uh, in the final, he got 27R, and Jack gave it a good shot and got literally the second-best score on this challenge out of everyone that I've had on the show, which is probably out of 20-odd people with 12R. Could have probably taken it to the wire, but in the end, Jacob pretty much had it had him <laughs> he went first so he had the advantage go go and check it out guys it does go on for quite a while but i'm sure you can skip through some of the stuff and get to the nitty gritty where you're seeing these guys entering the trades and how they're managing the trades um 
So that's Trader versus Trader. Now, on the same live stream page I've put up there on the site, uh, you're going to see this thing called Scalper versus Scalper. Now, it's basically a scalping challenge, as you can guess, right? A bit like Trader versus Trader, but it's a live market challenge. So we're actually live in the market taking trades. Now, I'm going to try and do my best to do a bit of scalping at the same time. I've got two traders on there. So essentially, two traders plus me. There's three traders taking entries, scalping the market in a competitive way. I'm not part of the competition, but I'll you know fill in the gaps with showing you guys when I'm taking a trade and that sort of thing as well. So some new stuff coming up here. We've got the first one in a few hours time. I can't wait to get it out there and see how it goes. Now, if you do want to take part in any of these things, then here's what you do. Head over to my Instagram. There's links in tradingnut.com uh, or just search for tradingnut on Instagram and send me a DM, say, I want to take part, then there's a little, few little things you need to do to make sure you're right for the show, then we'll get you on and you can take part in one of these challenges. Okay, so guys, we're looking for scalper versus scalper or trader versus trader contestant. So if either or both of those sound like something you'd be keen to do, then please hit me up on Instagram. Now, before we get into it, I've also released this weekend a Build That Bot video. So I'm building a bot for Hunter FX, another Canadian trader. Uh, go and check that out. And we've got the Robot Builders Club special for October. Guys, if you do want to learn how to build your own trading robots, automate pretty much anything, and this course is for you. There's no coding required. I use a tool called FX Dreamer. I've got a free course, in fact, free training and a robot that I give away. If you want to get access to that, it's all over there on tradingnut.com. Search up the, or have a look in the top nav, and you'll see the robots link. Click on that, and in you go. All right, guys, enough chatter from me. Let's get on with the show with Ty. Um, it's a fantastic one. You're going to love it. You're going to learn a thing or two. Let's do it. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Tyler Malone here, Ty the FX guy on the show. Um, <laughs> welcome, Ty. Thanks for coming on to the Trading Up podcast. How are things over there in Alberta, Canada? Uh, they're getting colder and windy, but, I mean, happens every year, so, so we're pretty much used to it. But thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this since you contacted me initially and practicing my my script and everything so i'm just i'm excited to do this and uh are you much affected by the the whole covid19 thing at the moment um canada handled it pretty well um in regards to the outbreaks and everything like that i mean my city and then i know the eastern part of canada they're they're uh eastern part for sure is locking down again but overall we were generally unaffected here so um yeah it wasn't really a big deal Cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, look, let's get on the show. So today we're going to go uh, and find out Ty's story and basically give you guys a massive insight into how he trades the Forex market. So you've been trading full-time for five years. To start off with, let's jump back before you even got into trading and walk us through. How did it all happen? Well, mine, you know, this is the last thing, you know, I'd ever think I'd been I've been doing, you know, I always saw the whole stock broker and, you know, day trader thing as a kid. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. You can make a lot of money, but I would never think that I would be doing something like that because I was, you know, raised in um, rural Saskatchewan in Canada, which is just farmland. And it is literally the flattest land you'll ever see. So over there, it's all, you know, tradesmen, farmers, or you go and you, you know, you get a degree and you go work for the government or something like that. And, um, but I've always been partial to problem solving. And to be truthful, the market is really just one big puzzle that's begging to be found out. Um, 
when I was growing up, I grew up incredibly athletic and even went to a private school out there that was strictly for developing athletes. And, uh, you know, like every young Canadian uh, kid, I always dreamed of playing in the NHL, but, you know, those dreams were soon squashed once I realized I was nowhere near good enough. Um, so I shifted my focus towards, you know, uh, academics and whatnot, and I majored in chemistry in university with the goal of becoming a pharmacist. Um, but I hated it. I, you know, I was in my third year of chem, and I'm like, and I just said, well, what am I doing here? I need to do something I, I really love. And so I actually ended up going into the fitness industry and found quite a bit bit success there. Um, I was a personal trainer for years, um, competed in several international competitions. I did the whole Instagram influencer uh, thing and, you know, found some, some good traction doing that. Um, but I realized that that wasn't really the most sustainable because we actually had some major wildfires here in my part of Canada about four or five years ago, actually right before I started trading. And I lost over half my clientele because they lost their homes, they lost their businesses, and they just couldn't afford to keep me, right? And so, you know, once that happened, I, I was like, wow, I need something where I'm in total control of, of how much money I make. And if I lose money, it's all on me. And um, by accident, I stumbled upon it on Facebook. I had a friend who was, you know, notoriously known for his uh, pyramid schemes and network marketing companies and stuff like that, and he's promoting Forex. And, you know, I'm very skeptical, but I'm also very inquisitive. So I looked into it. I'm like, well, this is actually a real thing. This isn't just, you know, get people my downline type of thing. And uh, that's how I discovered trading. And, you know, the, right off the get-go, um, the education at the beginning, I think a lot of new traders kind of go through this, is they kind of get scammed at first because they, you know, they get the promise and they get the, the guarantees and really they don't get anything delivered. And they don't, they don't realize exactly what they're getting into. Um, but I was hooked after the first month because I saw the potential and I saw how, how far you can take this. And after that, I found, uh, I finally found a mentor that um, blew my mind. And years later, here I am. And it's, it's not even the, the trading part that makes me most excited. It's, it's the fact that with trading, there are so many other avenues you can take to you know make an income you can sell a course you can fund traders you can start your own broker you can mentor everything like that so there's you know trading isn't the only thing you have to do as a trader and the beautiful part about trading is that you know it's not an eight-hour job um you're there for you do your analysis and you wait for your trades and then you can go pursue other interests so to be a full-time trader um you don't even have to work full-time you can still be a full-time something else and you know there you really can't put a price on that kind of freedom and uh and yeah that brings me here here today so cool and and so yeah. so you talked about like you you found a mentor i mean what what happened before that you, you loved it in the first month um were you were you successful out of the gate or did you struggle through that um the way i the parallel i have is you know if you go to school for four years you spend forty thousand dollars well I, I probably did the same thing except i went to the school forex and lost that money before I started to learn how to do it. Okay, cool. And and so yeah. <laughs> so so when you when you um started learning how to do it from your mentor, I mean, first of all, did you get lucky with your mentor out of the gate? I mean, did you, did you did you need to hunt around and how did you find your mentor? Cuz a lot of people out there sort oh. of struggle to find a good mentor or or they just don't give the the mentor they find enough uh credibility and and sort of discount them pretty quickly. 
Yeah, um, it wasn't right out of the gate. You know, when I say I've been trading for five years, um, it's only been the last two or three that I actually made any kind of progress in there. Um, I've been in the Forex market for five years, but the first two years were me trying to figure out um, wh- what the hell this, this thing is, right? This beast that we're, we're involved in. And, um, you know, right out of the gate, I had a terrible course that didn't make sense. I mean, obviously, every single course is going to be like, like that for every new trader. However, um, this one was just a, you know, kind of a half-assed course to sell and get people in. And, um, but like, because I saw the returns and I saw, you know, this wasn't just something to do on the side that if you can turn this into a full-time gig, you know, all your dreams can come true. And, um, that's what, what kind of like kept me going. And then just on Instagram, I, uh, I found uh, one scalper trader and I, then I realized I'm not a scalper. And then I found a swing trader and that's kind of where I, I started, I started getting my groove is just because of the way that I was taught how to see structure and the way, you know, the way that he approached the markets was just so easily digestible. And not only that, it's um, the way he taught it's, it was taught so that everybody could learn and then make make their own strategy out of how this guy traded. Yeah. And so and so basically, you know, what I find with a lot of mentors, and this is where they run into a problem, is they teach a strategy, but they don't teach the market. Right? You need to have, you know, this is what we're doing, but they need to also teach, you know, why are we doing it? Right? Why is this an entry? Why is this happening? Why did we lose that trade? Why, you know, why didn't we take a trade here, even though the strategy called for it? And that's, that was the defining difference between, you know, my mentor and every other mentor is, you know, yeah, he, he taught you the strategy, taught you how to be profitable, but you can sit down there and you can literally, you know, go piece by piece, candlestick by candlestick and dissect the market at such a degree that, you know, you can create your own strategy out of it just because the understanding and the underlying cause of and effect of why what's happening is happening is, is so um, strong. Okay, and, and I just want to touch on the, the the fact that you know you decided you weren't a scalper, you didn't like it. I think that's and you, you know swing trading. You were like, okay, great. A lot of people, I think, even struggle to understand whether or not they are. A, you know, they prefer being a scalper or prefer being a swing trader. I mean, how was it so clear for you? Um, I'm already an anxious person as is, and so my uh, one friend that I actually got into trading, we would meet every morning in a coffee shop and we try and stop the New York session and just the drive home after losing our money um, just ended up being too much to bear. I'm just like, okay, we gotta, we gotta find something else because this isn't working for us. And, um, and it was just, uh, and I wouldn't even say it was a hundred percent that it was just more so, you know, when you do that, you kind of want to try everything. And then um, when you find something that's just so, so fluid and so simple, obviously trading is, is very difficult but it is simple, right? It's not easy, but the concept is incredibly basic. Um, when you find, you know, a strategy that works like that, you know, you can't help but just drop everything else and be like, this is what I want. Because, um, you know, when you already don't understand what's going on in the market and you already have an overly complicated strategy to go along with that, that's not a recipe for success. Um, but when, you know, you finally find that method that really eases up on that mental anguish when you approach the markets um, and all you have to deal with is your emotions and psychology after and that, you know, that's a game changer. Mm, that's interesting. That is really interesting because 
I think, yeah, I mean, like, and I've been a culprit of it, of, you know, overcomplicating it, the, the, the strategy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so the, the scalping one you learned, was that quite complex in terms of, you know, this is an entry, this is not an entry, this is an exit, this is, you know, what, what how was it so super complex that it, it sort of threw you, uh, threw you off? Um, well, I think there might have been a little bit of loss, something lost in translation there because the, you know, the original creator of it, um, uh, he English wasn't his first language. So obviously that was going to be a little bit of a detriment, but um, I think it was just the subjectivity. Um, and, you know, trading is speculative at its root, but, you know, you can turn it into something mechanical to create a highly probable scenario for you every single time, right? Because, you know, um, objectivity is the name of the game. If we can create a, an objective trading strategy, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to be rich. Um, and what I found with this original scalping strategy is there was too much subjectivity and too much um, back and forth between the members and stuff like that about, you know, is this an actual entry or is this, you know, invalid and everything like that. And obviously, you know, when you teach the strategy in your head, it just clicks because you understand it because you created it. So you, to you, it's the most objective thing you can think of, but teaching it to other people is, is something else because, you know, trading styles are your personality and, you know, try and tell, you know, try and teach an introvert to be an extrovert. That's like teaching, you know, a swing trader to be a scalper. So, and so, so you mentioned the fact that, you know, the second mentor you had around the swing trading was, was very much like, Hey, here are the sort of building blocks that you need to take to then come up with something yourself. Uh, how hard was it for you to, come up with something based on the building blocks did you was there a sort of i suppose a massive mental barrier you had to get through to to, to achieve that or what was your process um for, for myself it wasn't that difficult it was you know and i'm sure you've experienced this too and every other trader that's listening to it you have those aha moments where you know you get taught a concept and i was actually teaching uh, one of my students over the weekend and she was getting all mad she's like i feel so dumb i'm like you know what just keep on doing this and eventually it's gonna click you're gonna be like oh i get it right and that that's kind of the process that uh, i had is you know i got these building blocks and the moment that i had an aha moment i started to see other things happen in the charts around these principles that i were i was taught and then you know once i made sense of why that was happening or why that's not a good idea it then again it then did it again on a more complex avenue. Basically, you know, I'm starting to notice these um, different type of characteristics in the, you know, certain type of market conditions that always lead or almost always lead to these types of entries and things like that. And, um, you know, for myself, um, I personally believe that the best vert thing you can be is a lazy, smart person because you will find the easiest way to get things done. Mm. And that that's that's kind of the approach that I took. I'm like, you know, why would I have to worry about um, all these different variables when, you know, only 20% of them really matter at this moment, right? And if you want to be a trader, you don't want to have to um, deal with 100 different things going on at the same time. You want to keep it as simple, as concise as possible. And so I took those building blocks and because it was such a simplified um, uh, approach to the markets, I was able to dumb it down even more. And now, whether that's because my fundamental understanding wasn't quite where it, you know it is now, which so I was able to 
make a little bit more sense of it by not overthinking it. Or, you know, my, my mentor is just, you know, was just that good. Um, either way, that's basically how that came about is just trying to find the easiest way to be profitable. Nice. Nice. Cool. Um, so, so I suppose for other people out there, I mean, if, if they're looking to get a mentor or they've got a mentor and they're basically sort of going through the process of like the mentors telling me, here are the steps, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, enter your trade, exit your trade, a very sort of mechanical approach. What's your sort of view on that in terms of would you, what would you say to that person? Would you say like just follow the mentor or would you say, um, hey, you know, it might not work for you? What, what would be your advice? Um, well, I, w- I would say, you know, um, follow the mentor, but don't follow blindly. You know, if, if um, step one says to do a certain thing, um, ask why, you know, why is this the first step, you know, get a, get a, you know, a cold hard reason for why that is the first step or the second step or the third step. So that when you go into the, the charts, you know, you aren't just aware of the strategy. And like I said before, you're aware of the markets in general. And that way, you know, when you zoom out and then you look left as, you know, all traders do, um, we can say, Oh, wait, I understand why that rule is in there versus, you know, I'm this rule, um, this is a rule, but I don't know why it's a rule because I lost that trade following this rule. Mm. Right. And that's, um, and, and that's going to be solved. One of the biggest problems that new traders have is the whole dichotomous way of thinking, like either black and white, it's like it either does or it doesn't, but the markets don't work like that. The markets are a spectrum. It's, you know, if this happens, this might happen. It's not if this happens, this happens. It's not A plus B equals C. Yeah. And you have to get rid of that type of thinking. And by asking those questions about the rules, you can start gearing your mind, which, you know, we as humans are, we do naturally. You know, we are an A or B type of uh, thinker. And we just, some people just lack the the ability to put that space in between. But if you can, you know, dive into the, the rules and why those are rules and get proper answers, then you're going to reach a whole new level of um, how you see the charts and whatnot. And if your mentor cannot provide an answer, um, you know, in terms that you can understand, not that you might understand immediately, but one that just seems that they just don't have an answer, then, you know, there's, you need to find a mentor. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have to, we have to um, understand that we're not getting into a black and white scenario. Yeah. Yeah. In that regard. And so, so sort of moving on from, you know, you found a good mentor, you got the, you know, the, the approach that you liked, you started applying it. I mean, were, what were the struggles like in terms of trying to apply this method to the, you know, to the markets and I suppose the, the, the psychological aspect of it as well? Did you have any hurdles that you had to overcome there? Yeah, I, um, I did try and rush it. You know, I wasn't patient enough at the beginning and, you know, I've always took pride in, in my ability to understand you know, abstract concepts and whatnot. And I just, it took a lot longer than I thought it should take for me to understand. And, you know, there were points where I just want to throw my computer, you know, asking why can't I get this? Why does not this not make sense? And that just goes down to, you just have to wait for those aha moments. And uh, and that that's basically the big one is just the ego. When the ego gets in the way and, you know, you just want to make that money and you just want to, drive that Lamborghini and go sail on a yacht in the Mediterranean, that's, you know, that's, that's going to set you back even further. And if you just push that aside, 
allow yourself to be a student, allow yourself to be wrong because being wrong in the market is a better teacher than being right a thousand times more. And so did you, did you sort of go through that, uh, I suppose, journey of, of realizing like, oh, my risk management's not right on point and then oh, yeah. my psychology's yeah. not on point and did you address those things individually or did, how did they look? Um, I kind of just, at the beginning, you know, the risk management wasn't there at all. You know, I was able to do, take $100 to $10,000 in two months, and then I promptly lost it in a week um, just because the greed gets in there, right? And that's, you know, that's what they, that's what um, the people who know what they're doing in the markets kind of hope for is that you get greedy or you get fearful and you take profit too early or you risk too much because you had a good win and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that risk management is, seems to be a, an issue that every single trader goes through. And that just goes back to, um, one, the greed part and the impatience and, you know, the, the major, um, characteristics that every trader needs to conquer, um, to become profitable. But I would, I would say kind of, it kind of all happened at once. It kind of all came full circle and then just. Um, you know, week by week, it, everything just got better and better. And it was, you know, the moment that I was, um, I learned a little bit more patience, my risk management was fixed, right? And the moment my risk management was fixed, my psychology was fixed. Or, you know, the, the dominoes start to fall once, you know, kind of all at once when it comes to this. Mm. And, and so was there a moment or a week or something that sort of a time when you thought, ah, this, I've, I've actually conquered it? Um, I've ne- I don't think I've ever said I've conquered it. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where you just realize how much you don't know. And the moment you realize how much you don't know is when you start to master all the uh, outside trading, um, traits that you need to be successful. Um, I don't think anyone ever truly conquers the markets, right? It's, it's, you conquer yourself. Right. You, you, you know, nobody conquers the markets. We have, you know, you and I or any other true that gets in this, you know, our accounts aren't even enough to move, move the markets one pip, mm. right. Whether we win or lose or anything like that, we just, we're just along for the ride. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's everybody versus themselves. So, you know, conquering the markets really just means that you conquered your emotions and that you got that on lockdown. And, you know, like I was telling you before, um, you know, trading isn't sexy. And when you conquer emotions, you know, it's, it's, it's not exciting. It's not um, fireworks. It's not a thousand monitors. It's, it's just this. Yeah. You just sit here and you just do your thing. And then you go watch TV until you get an alert or you go read and walk your dog. Right. Like, and then, you know, the moment that you can do that, you can sit on the charts, do your analysis, and then just go continue on your day without, you know, constantly checking your phone, which is a huge thing that I know a lot of traders, master traders now who still do, they can't get off their phones because they, they want to see yeah. the marks at all times, um, is once you are able to just kind of pull yourself away from the chart, um, that's when you've really conquered it, conquered it. And you're, you know, already 10 steps ahead of the game. Cool. Well, look, um, let's dive into some of the, the stats around your trading now. So like, Perfect. what, what, uh, what time frame do you trade predominantly? Um, I'm usually on the four hour time frame and I typically don't ever stray from that. 
Um, I do have two strategies, but my second strategy is a 15-minute flag strategy that's built off of if my four-hour entry impulse is too much and then my risk-reward isn't there. Um, then I just look at taking the correction, and then I get a tighter stop loss. Less less of a hit rate, um, but the risk-reward is astronomical compared to the, the initial entry that I usually take. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really just on the four-hour. Um, I do sometimes go the daily just for extra confluence. Um, I'll throw in the MACD if I if I feel like it, but that's usually used for my second strategy. But my my primary strategy, I'm just on the four hour time frame and just taking structure breaks. And and are you uh, entering in the market or pending orders? How does how does that look? Um, I'm market execution. Market execution yeah. and yeah. your strike rate. Uh, Eighty-seven point five percent. And and your risk to reward. So maybe on that four hour strategy versus the fifteen. Four hour, I had it written down. It's it's typically around two to one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, give or take. I take profit. I take. Uh, um, I usually I just risk two percent. I take one percent at one to one, and then I just let the other one ride and change. You know, trail my stop based on how structure forms. And um, you know, sometimes if I'm just happy and I just don't want to be in a trigs, I don't want to deal with it. I'll close it off. Um, but yeah, I, that's it's two to one is about my average risk reward. If it runs more, great. If it only goes one to one, I'm still okay because I do have a high strike rate. Um, and yeah, market execution because you know I want to take as many gambling aspects out of the game as possible. Okay. And that's you know it's all about being in control, like I spoke, like I said earlier in this interview when we started. And 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 uh, I mean, how many instruments you're looking over? I just do the major and minors in forex. I do all of them. Um, I don't I don't touch gold. I don't touch silver. Just your major eight pairs and the crosses between them. And how many trades do you reckon you take a week? Um, it really, really depends. You know, my my limit is two wins. I get I get two wins a week, and I'm happy. Um, but if if I uh, if I see something that's just absolutely juicy, and you know, it's it's just one of the one of those setups. Where like, if I get an entry here that follows my rules, you know, I'm gonna be very happy. I'll take one of those. But two is my goal. And then after two, I can I can pretty much um, take a breather. Cool. Okay. And and what about if you got four losses before you got the two wins? What would you do then? Uh, I wouldn't take four losses in a week. I would take two losses and then I would just relax. Ah, I would just okay, be like, right. you know what? I'm going to start next week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And um, okay, brilliant. So so what does your typical trading day look like then? Um, pretty boring. Um, actually. I think I wrote it down here. Um, but yeah, because I don't live in the best time zone, like I was telling you earlier, um, you know, 1 a.m. is my London Open, and uh, New York Open is at 6 a.m. Um, but daily close, I go over my pairs, and I look for, um, you know, my, my daily candles. I look at my daily candles. I basically look at if I have big, strong momentum bars or if I have proper pin bars, and then I, I highlight them, move them into my radar, I go down the four hour and then I just plot my structure and I see if anything's broken. If something's broken, confirmed, see if it's worth taking with a one to at least a one to one risk reward. If not, I just set my alerts and I just I just wait, just go continue my day. Cool. And and what what do you think made you different from the average mum or dad trader out there that's you know struggling to make this happen? Well, I've been self employed since I was in my early twenties. I'm thirty five now. So I do understand, you know, kind of the time and the effort it takes to build something alone. Um, and I understand, you know, there's that one saying, you can't have uh, billion dollar dreams 
or a billion dollar job with a billion dollar without a billion dollar work work ethic and the same kind of goes for this you know this is a this is a trillion multi-trillion dollar a day market and there are individuals making billions of dollars in it and i'm thinking well you know if, if that's the potential and the only difference between them and me is how much money they actually have for capital um you know the difference between a hundred dollar trade and million dollar trade is just what you have to risk um then it's just a matter of time before you know you'll get it and it's it's not like you know going into a gym you work out for three or six months you diet well and you can get a six-pack literally anyone can do that it is super easy um and that's one of the reasons why i left the fitness industry just because anybody can do that and then become a trainer and whatnot it just you know kind of diminish the credibility of the industry but with forex you can't do that you know this is this is something that you that you're up against the big banks with, you know, central banks, hedge funds, blah, blah, blah. And that's not going, they're not going to hand it to you on a silver platter. And so just that understanding that um, just, you know, of the, of the potential and everything, it's going to, it really drives home the point that you have to put the work in and you have to take the time to do it. And you have to, you know, have the patience to learn it as well. Right. And, you know, uh, the second one is basically what I told you before is that um, it's not dichotomous. You know, there are no guarantees, only high probabilities. So, you know, seeing every confluence, every check mark, every rule light up, but the trade going the opposite way is really tough for people to grasp. And I feel every successful trader has managed to push aside that style of thinking um, and planning for the best, but being prepared for the worst is really the heart of profitable trading. Right. Um, and I think one of my best traits is, um, but also a biggest obstacle is that I always like to put my own spin on things. So, um, you know, through my mentor, I was given an insanely brilliant strategy, but my own ego said, okay, how can I, how can I change it? How can I make it work for me? And it may have, you know, lengthened my learning curve, but the moment that I got it, it catapulted me ahead of the people who just took the road, uh, well-traveled. Right. And, you know, just kind of finding, being able to find a way to do things or I wouldn't say cut corners, but, you know, not to worry about certain steps really, really, really did help trading because it just uncomplicated a whole lot in regards to the market. Yeah. Okay. So so it's really about dedication and, you know, a lot of hard graft. And so I suppose (laughs) the, the beauty you had was, you know, you were running your own fitness business and then you decided yes. to sort of, you know, do do a, a 360, well, not 360, a 180, sorry, um, and go to Forex. <laughs> the, I suppose the, the benefit you would have had over a lot of other people is you weren't you didn't have a day job to turn up to every day and, it, and try and make this happen. And yeah, what, what do you huge. think, what do you think these guys that are working a day job, I mean, given the fact you know what you know, how would they go about getting to the point where you are now, uh, with with this and i'm sure that you've got clients that are in that situation where you know you're trying to help them through it as well um it really honestly depends on your current financial situation um i'm i'm not a plan b guy you know i think if you have i believe if you have a plan a and plan b you're always going to have to use plan b um if you don't if you give yourself if you don't give yourself an option to fail you're not going to fail however you know that's my experiences that's my situation um it's, you know, if, if you're single, debt-free, minimal expenses with some money in the bank, and you can commit yourself properly to the game, if you go and 
study this. You make studying Forex a full-time job, it's going to be your full-time job very quickly. However, if someone else kind of relies on your income, you got to think about them first, right? And, you know, you see a lot of these um, uh, motivational memes and everything saying, you know, you got to give it up and go do it all. I'm like, ah, you know, there needs to be a little bit of a disclaimer there because not everybody has the same type of circumstance. Um, but I would say, you know, it all, if, if you don't have enough money to take care of yourself for a little bit, you need to work as much as possible because if you don't have money to trade, you don't, you, you can't, you just mm-hmm. simply can't trade. Right. Um, and, but there are, there are a lot of options, you know, you know, things like proprietary firms that do fund uh, capital for traders are a very valid option. You know, if you do become proficient, but you don't have money um, and you have to work, you know, they, they can provide you with six figure accounts provided you know what you're doing. So I guess it's, it really, it, it comes down to, you know, how much time can you commit really to learning the craft? Mm. And it does, it does. I mean, for me, and this is something I struggled with for years was the fact that studying was like, it can feel like not productive in yeah. terms of something else where like, say if you were like selling stuff on trade me, uh, sorry, on um, that's what we call eBay over here, like selling stuff on eBay, uh, you know, it's like, well, I could be selling all this stuff that I've got on eBay and making some money and knowing that the outcome of this is I will get some cash coming my way instead of mm-hmm. studying at a chart for four hours, six hours, whatever it is, you know, at night when I could be relaxing after a long day at work. And I know that, you know, I'm probably not going to see anything for maybe three months, maybe six months, maybe two years, maybe never. Because yeah. if you don't, if you give up, it may be never, right? Uh, so yeah. how does, how do you, what would you say to someone who's in that mindset where they're like, they're like looking at the trade-offs between studying and, you know, they've got the day job and sort of the, the sacrifice that they have to make? Um, well, I say, you know, if, if you need, if they need money now, then they should not be trading at all. Um, it's, it's, that's really what it comes down to it. You know, this is like we said before, it's a game of patience. It's a game of time and, you know, time in the markets is better than timing in the markets, mm. right? You don't want to, you know, every all, all trade when the markets change. I'm like, no, you need to spend as much time in the markets now so you can learn, right? Cause regardless of what you do, a year is going to go by. So where do you want to be after that year? Right? Do you want to be sitting there waiting to start this up again and selling stuff on eBay and getting you know cash for that? But or if you do it for a year, now you can start compounding. Right. So it's 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 you know I, I hate to be cliche and everything like that, but it is really how bad you want it. Mm. And if you have, if you do have those you know million dollar dreams, billion dollar dreams, and you need to have a work ethic that matches it, and um. You know, if you're in a situation like I was where, you know, you don't have, you know, a wealthy family or something like that, and you did kind of have to do it on your own, you got to find ways to make it work. And I fortunately did because of my previous occupation. Um, but it's even, even if it's just an hour a day or half hour a day that, you know, everything about the markets is compounding. It's the time you, you put into it compounds. That half hour a day will compound, you know, after a year, that's, you know, a hundred and um, what, 160 hours or 170 hours or something like that. If you just do, you know, like I said, yeah, if you do half an hour a day, yeah. that's a lot of time, a lot of time studied, right? And, you know, you got to you gotta find parallels too that um, make sense to you, 
you have to put it into your own terms. So where, you know, we say I've been trading for five years and I mentioned earlier, I'm just like, yeah, it was like a four year university degree. Right. You know, I could, I could, you know, I did, t- I did go $30,000 in debt and I did pay that off and everything like that. Um, and I'm saying, I'm like, if I had that money and I just learned how to trade when I was 18, rather than go to school, you know, I'd be having this phone call from outer space with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, there are, you know, there are, I suppose there's a common thing around guests. They all, or like a large proportion of them spend an awful lot of time studying with nothing to, no reward and lost a lot of money and you know it it all sounds terrible and you get to see the end result where they've you know finally cracked it but after you know a year 18 months sometimes even longer of just studying struggling blowing accounts so um yeah look cool cool answer now what about a price chart so what do you recommend if there's three things you have to recommend somebody studies on a price chart what would they be um, it's going to be a little bit redundant. The first thing is market structure. The second thing is market structure. The third thing is market structure. Um, you know, Forex out of every market, it's all about price action. And, you know, I know there's a lot of fundamental traders out there, but you know, fundamentals follow technicals, right? And, you know, sometimes you need fundamentals to push through a technical, but you know, that's why there's a lot of people who trade. They tell you not to trade news because you'll get faked out. And, if fundamentals did not follow technicals and the other way around, then you would never be faked out if you followed news and falses. But you you find it order grabs and then it wicks and then goes the other way because technicals stated that that's where they were seller buy orders and whatnot, right? And fundamentals, they just really make um, the market move faster than it already would in the direction that it was going anyways. Um, and so when you just sit down and you study market structure, you you find your higher lows, um, and lower highs, which, you know, my definition are um, momentum shifting price levels, saying that you're, you're shifting either into a bear from a bull market or, you know, a bull from a bear market, um, providing a confirmation, whether it's short term or long term, that's what they are for. And our goal as traders is to find those areas and react to what price does in those areas. So market structure you know, defines um, trading styles, basically. Every single trader uses market structure, whether they realize it or not. If they don't, um, it's like saying, you know, I speak without using the alphabet. You know, I'm not aware of it, but I'm still using it, right? So, yeah, I would just say study, find higher lows, find lower highs, and if you can just find those, you can be profitable. Cool. Nice. Good answer. Uh, Now, what about a trader's mindset? I mean, you've obviously sort of broken through that barrier. What Do you have any special techniques or, or tips that you can share with us? Uh, one thing I don't do is, or one thing I want to start out with is I don't trade if I have any emotional turmoil. If I'm, you know, if something pissed me off that day, um, if I'm, you know, something bad happened to me, me that day, if I'm sad or anything like that, stay away because you need to be a rock. You know, if, if you find that your wins are causing a different reaction than your losses, you can take a step back and ask why. Um, they're inconsequential because there's always going to be another trade when you, whether you win or lose. You know, um, you must, must treat this as a business. And you give yourself performance reviews as if you were an, empo- an employee. So if you're sitting there and, you know, you're not getting it, um, you have to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I actually putting the time in? If I was my own employee, 
would I fire myself or would I promote myself? Right. It, and, and that's, that's how you have to look at it. It's a business. If you want to make money here, it, you're, you are your own commodity basically. Um, and if you want to pay like a business, you treat it like a business, but if you want to pay like a hobby or, or sorry, if you treat like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby. Um, but last but not, not least, and this is something that's too far gone is humility. Uh, your ego will drain your account faster than you could ever believe. Uh, the market is never wrong. Only you are. And as soon as you understand this, you'll start to win. Cool. Good answer. Good answer. Now, um, if you're a retail trader, what, what what would you recommend they spend the next month mastering if there was anything they could master? Um, honestly, learn how to backtest properly in trading. That's it. You know, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of... Um, a lot of it's in, in a lot of courses. I've taken quite a few courses, and almost no mentor I know rewinds and then live trades showing their strategy in action. All they do is zoom out and they say, "Okay, I would have bought here, would have sold here, would have bought here," and I'm like, "Okay, like yeah, that makes sense, but you know that's not how you're trading." So if you learn how to back test properly, you can actually apply that to, to the live to the to the live charts. Um, and you know, on trading view, you can replay certain periods of time without knowing the impending moves. So you can accurately, accurately test your own skills for any given strategies. And, you know, once you have taken say a thousand trades back testing, you will know your win rate. You will know your risk reward, what time of day your entries tend to win, uh, and any other set of de- data you can think of. There is no right or wrong data that you can take, um, provided it's uh, pertinent to your strategy. And once you take, you know, a thousand trades, take a look at the data. How many did you win? Are you profitable? How far did they go? And once you can extrapolate that properly, you know, it's go time. Hmm. I'm not too sure if you're aware. Um, I was going to talk to you about this after the show, but uh, I do a trading view replay challenge on yes on the YouTube channel. So yeah, people um, getting the guys like yourself to come on and, and do uh, a wee back test and, and see how you get on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's I saw that, and that's such a good idea. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I mean, puts a lot of heat on the traders, but it's it's, it's it looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going really well. Now, look, uh, we're going to jump into the quick fire round here. So this is uh, a few, few questions just to to sum up everything here. So, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh three years to learn, one year to become profitable, one year to perfect the strategy. What's your favorite entry setup? Uh, daily momentum or a pin bar from the previous day and then four-hour invalidation of previous structure. What strategies do you use to manage active trades? Uh, my back testing data tells me how long I can usually hold each type of entry for. Um, I also trail my stop based on structure. I close half at one-to-one because I do 2% and then I just trail the rest. Uh, do you have a recommended trading book or resource? Yes, any book that isn't trading. I know this seems counterproductive. But you need balance. And my aha moments came uh, when I wasn't even at the computer. I was at the dog park. I was driving. Let your brain take a break, and it'll sort itself out passively. Uh, do you have a preferred broker and trading platform? Yes, Black Bull Markets, and I use MT4. Ah, cool. They're New Zealand broker, by the way. I found that out the other yes, day. Yes, they, they are. They, they um, sent yeah, me a amazing. message on Instagram. I was like, oh, I'll have to have to have a beer with them or a coffee or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, now, awesome. do you want to do you want to walk through the your worst ever trade? Yes. So, um, not every winning trade is a is a good trade. Is a smart trade. Not every losing trade is a bad one. Um, and I won the trade. 
it was in it's it was a Kiwi Swiss Franc buy. Do you just want me to talk it out or that's it? Oh uh, yeah, just yeah. I mean, talk it. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 So I took an entry above a major high and spent a full week in ninety percent drawdown, sizing in as it came back and hit each fib level. And this was this was I was about two years in, so I didn't really know hundred percent what I was doing. I ended up winning the trade, but I did not sleep at all that week. And I think I was in about $4,000 drawdown or something like that. And, you know, as a new trader, it's just like, <sighs> so yeah, that was, that was probably the worst trade I've ever taken. Yeah. Um, now one last piece of advice for the listeners out there. Okay. Trading is the hardest way to make easy money, but if you can turn it into something mechanical, you're going to be a millionaire. Nice. Nice. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Um, the very best way would be to go to my Instagram page and message me on there. I'm at Ty the FX guy, or you can email me at Ty the FX guy at gmail.com. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Ty for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To, to find them, simply search for Tyler in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there we have it. Interview with Ty done and dusted. Now, look, head over there to the Trading Nut site, check up Ty's interview show notes page, and what you're going to find is a video there that we shot after this where you really get a good look at his strategy, how he approaches the market. So guys, definitely go and do that. Whilst you're there, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube because we've got Trader versus Trader, Scalper versus Scalper, the Trading View Replay Challenge, all live there on Trading Nut. If you don't see the live, you should be able to catch the replay and, and, and also build that bot over there as well. So I'm building a bot at the moment. Uh, if you do want to build your own bots, Robot Builders Club, check out the October offer. There might be an offer if you uh, have a look in another month, you're listening to this in the future. So go and check that out. And if you're completely clueless about bots, head over there anyway, because you're going to be able to check out the free training I've got and grab a robot to play with yourself. All right, guys, until next time, have a great trading week and I'll see you in the markets.